Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Hecabeck Show with your host, Becca. And today's episode is the last episode of the AmeriCorps series. If you've been following along on the series, thank you, super appreciate you for listening. I know it's been a long one, um, but I just wanted to share my experience and kind of get it out there and also share some details and create a space where if anybody's interested in the program or knows anybody who might be interested that they can listen and learn a little bit before they actually apply um, and just kind of yeah have that as a resource so I super appreciate y'all today's AmeriCorps episode for the final episode is a little Q&A so let's go ahead and dive right in Some of these questions I might have answered in episodes previously, but I just kind of wanted to make a little summary episode that if, you know, somebody's curious about AmeriCorps, they can literally just listen to this episode, get a little taste for some of the commonly asked questions that people have asked. Um, A lot of these episodes or a lot of these questions I found in the um, Instagram, the AmeriCorps and Triple C Instagram um, of people just asking. So let's go ahead and get started with it. The very first question is, do you get to pick where you go? So short answer, no. (laughs) Um, That's kind of a two-part question. So um, do you get to pick where you go as in which region that you're a part of? No. Um, You don't get to go or you don't get to pick it, um, but when depending on when you apply, it narrows it down to two different regions. So um, the region that I, or my region was the Southwest region, but I also could have gotten put in the Pacific region because of the timing of when I applied, those were the two regions that were um, hiring at the time. And from my understanding, they try to put you somewhere where you haven't been before. Um, For me, since I'm from Sacramento and that's where the Pacific region is located out of, I pretty much knew that I was not going to get put in Sacramento. So I kind of banked on getting sent to Denver, which was the Southwest region. Um, So that's just kind of how the program works. However, if you do have any special accommodations that are needed, you can put that in there. So let's say, um, oh, great example was one that they gave us where there was a person who wanted to join, but for health reasons had to stay in the state of Colorado. So they um, put them in uh, the Southwest region and then nine times out of 10, there's always going to be a project in Colorado, if not multiple. So they would just switch that person to different teams to always guarantee that they were going to be um, in Colorado. So there's kind of those um, special circumstances, but for the most part, you have no say in where you're going. You're just kind of like placed somewhere. The second part to that is you don't get to pick where you're going during the program. So your team doesn't get to choose what states that you go to, what projects that you do, you have no say in that. However, you may be um, asked your opinion. So for example, our unit leader, she was like, okay, what are some projects that you guys are hoping to do this year? And our team really wanted to do construction projects. And then um, we also gave her some feedback because she was asking, okay, do you guys like to be kind of in the middle of nowhere, out in the city? Like, what are you looking for? And our first project, we were in the middle of nowhere. 
So we were like, okay, we kind of want something different. Maybe let's go to a big city. So that's when we went to Little Rock, which is a big city compared to where we were in New Mexico. (laughs) And there's one caveat as well, I will say. Um, This isn't like a set in stone rule, but however, um, I said that because majority of the people in El Paso speak Spanish, if anybody was to come back to um, the sponsor that was in El Paso, then hopefully they would have somebody who speaks Spanish on their team. This is not a guarantee. It was just a suggestion I made, but the unit leader really took my feedback and she said, thank you so much. I talked to the other unit leaders. We agree. We'll try to keep that in mind moving forward. So there's just little things that you can make suggestions. You know, you could have an opinion. Just remember that it won't always be set in stone or that you don't have a say necessarily where you're going. Um, That's kind of the fun of the program is you just really don't know. Okay, this next question is, do you have to stay in uniform all the time? Answer is no. (laughs) So um, for us, I think each team leader does it a little bit different. Um, For me, I was under the impression that we would have to be in the uniform for a majority of the time if not always. (laughs) Um, And even PT, I assumed that we would be wearing the shirts, sweatshirts, whatever, um, and then maybe just had a different bottom. So I was kind of banking banking on that when I joined and didn't really bring any t-shirts except like two to sleep in. Um, So, but you know, my team leader, she said no, out of uniform for all activities that are not um, working out in the field. So it really just kind of depends, but you will have to be in your uniform when you're working and then um, any ISPs that you do. So any of those special projects um, that you do outside of your working hours, you will have to wear uniform for those. Um, Doesn't matter what the um, project is, you still have to wear your uniform. It's kind of like you're getting paid so wear your uniform type of situation. Um, But yeah, for the most Short answer, no. You're not going to be in uniform all the time. You can wear it to um, the grocery store or kind of doing like those types of things. You're allowed to wear it. Um, But for the most part, bring some comfy clothes, change out of it. Um, But yeah, it does kind of depend on your team leader, um, what they will allow. I've seen some videos on Instagram where teams always wore Um, their tops for PT. So it just, it really depends. Um, But plan on bringing some clothes to change into after work. Okay, question number three is, can you leave campus or leave your spike housing? So um, answer is yes. (laughs) When we first got to campus, they did have us in quarantine um, because COVID was still a big deal. Um, I'm not saying it's no longer a big deal, but it was... um, like mandated back then. Um, So we had to stay on campus and quarantine for a while until everyone was confirmed negative. Um, And then also the area that we were in um, was a low risk area because what happens if you get COVID, your team is delayed from going out on the project. Even if it's just one person, the whole team is delayed. So with that being said, yes, they let us off campus, but um, you also run the risk of getting COVID, which really impacts your team. Um, So it's just kind of, it's a, it's your call. 
you you choose to do you. <laughs> but I do recommend going out. Don't let that really scare you. I think, um, you know, there's going to be times, yes, when people get sick and whatnot, but um, don't let that be like a deterrent from going out and exploring. Um, for us, you know, that was my first time in the Denver area and I really wanted to explore. So we would get on a bus, take the train, we'd go to, into town, like downtown Denver. Um, we went a couple times. We even went out at night before, um, you know, and just had a bunch of experiences. You're with a lot of people. So bring those people with you. Keep safety in mind. Um, but yeah, you're totally allowed to go out and have fun as well as when you are on spike. So, um, you know, depending on the area that you're in, um, it might be easier to go out than others. So for example, in New Mexico, we were in the middle of nowhere. There's no Uber or taxis or anything like that um, to get you to downtown, right? So you kind of had to be a little strategic. You had no friend or um, go with your team when, you know, the team decided to go downtown, that kind of a thing. Um, so it just really depends. And I know a couple people who were in the middle of nowhere in like Oklahoma, literally like miles and miles and miles away from any sort of town or city. And they just stayed, um, at their spike housing the whole time. So it really just depends, but you definitely can. You're not forced to stay somewhere. Um, you know, just keep safety in mind. Um, and then also communication as well. So for me, um, my teen leader, all she asked was that we tell her when we're no longer on spike housing and then when we get back, just so she knows, let's say there was a fire, she can do a quick head count and say, oh yeah, so-and-so said they were leaving. Cool. Now, you know, it's kind of, it's just a safety thing, but it's really up to your team leader um, how they want to handle that. Some really didn't care. You can leave, come back whenever. Others, it was a little more strict. You had to kind of tell somebody, have a buddy system, you know, have location on, whatever. Um, it's really just a big safety thing. Okay, this next question is, can I bring my personal car? So technically, yes. <laughs> um, if you are planning on driving to campus, so let's say, like, for example, if I was put in the Pacific region, because the office or the campus is so close to where I lived, I would have brought my personal car. However, I did find out that you can no longer drive your personal car once you are at the program. So let's say, um, you know, I wanted to go home for the weekend. I couldn't do that. For whatever reason, um, you know, they don't let you to do that. There was somebody who, during Spike, they went and bought a car from somebody, like a, you know, super cheap car, but just they had something to kind of get around town in. And AmeriCorps told them, nope, you have to get rid of the car. You cannot have a car. It's not okay. Like, <laughs> so I, I don't know. Take that how you will. Um, to me, it's not worth it to bring your car. Um, you know, let AmeriCorps provide the transportation for you um, and just kind of deal with not being able to really have that super ultimate freedom to go anywhere you wanted. It depends on the location and if you have money for Ubers and stuff. <laughs> okay, so this question is a little bit longer. Um, I'm The question is, what surprised you about the program? So I'm going to kind of go through a few things that surprised me. Um, the first one was that people would leave and quit the program. So I don't know, to me, it just didn't occur that 
you can just kind of say, I'm done and leave. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, not that I was like forced to be there, but to me that you made a commitment. You said, I'm going to be here for 10 months. Like for me anyway, I should say, I planned my life to halt to do this program for 10 months. I saved up enough money, quit a job, got rid of my lease. Um, I sold my car, you know, like my my life was then now dedicated to the program. So I couldn't fathom leaving randomly because I just didn't like it anymore or whatever reason. Um, you know, I just, I thought it would be a little bit more harder to leave the program, but it was literally like people would just say, um, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. And they go, okay, even if you're out on spike, they will get you a flight home and you go home. That's, that's how it is. And if you had any stuff on campus, they'll send it to your house and call it a day. So I just, I found that kind of surprising, um, just because I thought it was going to be a little more challenging and a little more like you're in this to win it type of thing. Um, another thing that surprised me was the amount of freedom. Um, that is, I don't know. I just, not that, I didn't think we'd have freedom, but again, kind of on the same, like, I thought it was going to be a little more military, a little more, like, super serious. Um, I wasn't expecting to have as much free time as I thought we would. Um, you know, the first round, we definitely didn't have a lot of free time. Um, so that was kind of, like, what I expected. But then moving forward, us as a team decided that we were going to limit our team activities and everything to maybe like once or twice around. Um, so pretty much from there, every weekend was free unless you had an ISP or some sort of, um, you know, AmeriCorps related thing going on. Um, for the most part, it was kind of pure freedom from there. Again, I think that one also kind of depends on your team leader and depends on your team. So some teams had more freedom than others. Um, it just really depends. But at the end of the day, you can kind of do whatever you want. You're an adult. They treat you like that. So just kind of take that as you will. Um, but yeah, it, it just, I don't know. It surprised me a little bit. I thought like I was dedicating my life to this program and like all this stuff and like being super serious. But, you know, um, it was it was a nice surprise. Let's put it that way. Um, another thing that surprised me was um, people who like were kicked out of the program. Um, you know, for me, it's a little different. So a lot of the people that I know who got kicked out, um, they were 18. So fresh out of high school, um, first time away from home, that sort of thing. And yes, I wasn't that much older than them, but kind of, you know, I had a lot more life experiences, um, that happened to me between the age of 18 and 26. So it was, I don't know, I just kind of thought that everyone would be a little bit more serious about the program um, and take the rules seriously, but that didn't happen. So they got kicked out. Um, it's not a total bad thing. I think that, you know, the program just really, um, it's difficult for some people um, to kind of follow the rules. And if that's you know, you're the type of person who you're not really a rule follower, you're going to have a difficult time with the program. They don't make it that challenging. You just have to, you know, follow the rules and go along with it and you'll be fine. 
Okay, this next question is also a multi-answer question. <laughs> um, what was your favorite memory or something that stuck out to you? So right off the bat, one of my one of the things that stuck out to me the most, um, we were in Houston and we were helping this lady. Her name was Miss Jennifer, and we were helping her um, with her house, and just it really, really had an impact on me. I mean, her house was, it was pretty bad. Um, I don't want to speak bad about it. I don't want to speak bad about her situation. I think that, you know, we all struggle and have challenges and, you know, she was, she was definitely going through it at the time. Um, and her house kind of reflected that. Um, that was just something that was, it really stuck with me. Um, but the biggest part that stuck with me, not just the house and, you know, us trying to um, help her out, but the fact that, you know, we'd walk in and I'd say, good morning, Miss Jennifer, how are you? And she would say, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored because I'm alive. And just that humbleness and um, that simplicity, it, it just really, really stuck with me and humbled me dearly. So every time I would show up, you know, it was, it was a very difficult job. Um, but I really just tried my hardest for her because I was like, this is who we're doing this for. And she just, she left a really big impact on me. And one of my favorite team memories, um, was in New Mexico. So we went to, um, some hot springs. Originally we went to ones that you paid for. So a few, most of us went, um, we paid for it on our own not through AmeriCorps money, <laughs> but, um, we went and it was like a legit place. We got in the hot springs and it was super, super cool. And it was like really late at night. So we were looking out at the stars and it was just really beautiful and like a really, really cool experience. So we loved it so much that we decided to try some other ones and we found some hot springs, I believe off of like TikTok or Reddit or something. Um, basically that was like in the middle of nowhere and it was a hike to get there. Let me tell you, that was the most craziest experience of my life. Keep in mind, this was in December. So we had to cross like rivers to get there. We had to hike up mountains and over boulders and it was such a challenge to get there. Um, freezing cold water <laughs> in the river part, but then we finally made it to the hot springs and it was just so beautiful. It was like we just sat in this dirty hot spring water <laughs> and we just had the time of our lives. And it was like, oh, this was worth it, you know? Like it, it was just a really, really cool feeling. Um, that was definitely one of my favorite team memories because, man, let me tell you, I would not have survived if it was not for my team. I was like, I am over this. I am not a hiker in the first place. And second of all, y'all got me out here in this water. Like, ugh, it's gross. But you know what? It was for the experience and I'm so glad I did it. My favorite PT or physical training um, was when we were meditating in the hammocks in Arkansas. So where we were at was at a summer camp and they had this like thing that held eight or ten I don't know there was there was a lot of hammocks and so for PT we decided we want to do some meditating this was in January so it was still very very cold but we all bundled up got in these hammocks and was playing this meditation um 
allowed for everybody to kind of just like chill and relax. Some people ended up falling asleep. Um, I was just like super cold, but I was like bundled up with like a towel and like whatever I could find. Um, and we all just kind of laid in these hammocks and just had a great time. And then we like woke up and everyone was just kind of like super chill. And it was just a really, really cool experience. Okay, this next question is a little bit of a technicality one. So how does healthcare work? Um, you get a health benefit. So it's similar to health insurance, but it's supposed to act as your secondary health insurance, not your primary. Um, so there, the program assumes that you are going to be on your parents' insurance. That's why, um, you know, it's the secondary. I'm, I'm assuming that's kind of why. Um, for me, I had health insurance with my job, but obviously left that job, so I no longer had health insurance. So I was fully relying on this health benefit. And I asked, you know, is this going to impact my taxes? Am I going to have to pay a penalty for this because it's technically not health insurance, it's a health benefit? And they said, yeah, probably. I don't know. I haven't done my taxes yet. Um, so we will see <laughs> because I'm not really sure how that's going to impact me. Um, I'm kind of hoping that they do count it, but it's actually pretty good insurance. Um, or I'm sorry, it's a benefit. So it's, it's pretty good benefits, I'd say. Um, you know, it's uh, kind of basic, but you do get really, really big discount on your prescriptions um, and that sort of thing. But again, they do suggests that you have a primary and this is just kind of your backup. And we are at the final question. Any advice, overall advice for somebody in the program or who wants to join the program? <laughs> um, so for me, I would have to say probably prepare your answers ahead of time. And what I mean by that is there's three questions that everybody is going to ask you any sponsor, anybody off the street who sees you in your uniform, they are um, going to ask you these questions and it's kind of easier if you have the answers ahead of time. So these questions are, why did you join? Where are you from? And what are you going to do after AmeriCorps? Literally every single person asked. The where are you from, you know, sometimes seems like a straightforward answer. However, if you have a tricky situation. I knew somebody who, um, it was one of my teammates actually, and they moved from one state to another. So their answer was like, well, I'm originally from this state, but I'm now live in this state. And so it's just kind of that, um, you know, that in between, just either pick a state or have an answer like that, um, to kind of explain to people where you're from. And then, um, you know, why did you join? So you can, share like a big sob story about it or just have something really quick. So for me, I just said, oh, I'm looking for a career change. And so that's why I joined. And typically the follow-up answer would be like, oh, what was your previous career? That sort of thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, for the most part, just have an answer. Um, what are you doing afterwards? For me, I legit had no idea. <laughs> so this one was really difficult for me. Um, but people expect you to figure that out, you know? So I was, my answer usually was, um, I'm still not sure I'm trying to figure things out. And it was like, okay, that's fine. Um, you know, the reason I say prep these answers is just because you are legit going to be asked them a lot, almost every day from any person that you meet. 
you're going to be asked this question, these questions. So it's just kind of easier if you prepare yourself a little bit ahead of time um, to answer those questions. And that is all I have for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Again, this was the last AmeriCorps series episode. Um, hopefully, I don't know, maybe I'll get inspired to make something extra in the future. But for right now, this was the end saying goodbye. (laughs) Um, But yeah, thank you so much for following me along on this journey. I super appreciate it. I hope you learned a little bit um, more about the program and also um, what I experienced too. Um, It definitely had an impact on me. I know it had an impact on a lot of other people. Um, So it, it was a really great program. If you know anybody who is 18 to 26 years old looking for something to do, um, you know, share AmeriCorps with them, share this podcast with them so they can kind of get to know a little bit about the program um, before they join. But yeah, um, thank you guys so much for listening. I super appreciate you and I will catch you in the next episode. Take care.